This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at Online.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson. It feels like a re-energized Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you feel a little re-energized? I, you look kind of re-energized well, today. Well, you know, I got a lot of projects, you know, in the air right a lot of, now. A lot of pep in your step. A lot of pep in my step, so. You, uh, were, you were skipping through the halls of the sports center today. As we were recording our McPherson College Coaches Show, yeah, well, I you're I like, feeling good. Like to see the coaches got a good night of sleep last night. Yeah, so yeah, um, but uh, no, just a lot of good things happening right now. Uh, very interesting. We got the AVCTL Division Three volleyball selections. We did. I will be posting them after the show. Ryan Swanson of the Bullpups, co MVP. That's right. Cassie Cooks on the first team. That's right. And then. Brett Doyle, Andrea Sweat, Taylor Berg, and Taylor Casebeer were honorable mentions. You flipped them. Taylor Casebeer and Katie Berg. And that, what did I say? You said Taylor Berg and Katie Casebeer. Well, I'm dyslexic, so <laughs> don't hold it against me. But anyway, uh, we just talked about this going on the air. I found it really interesting, though. There's 36 starters, basically, in Division Three. Six per team. Six per team. And six teams. And six teams. 27 players receive some type of mention. So that is what? That's like 75% of the players. Sounds like that that has good math. It's almost like whoever plays gets a participation ribbon. And, you know, I always thought all league teams were pretty elite and everything, but when every player almost on every team gets a – and nothing against, you know, our players that made it. I'm, gra- I'm glad they made it. But I look at some of the players from the other teams, and we saw those teams play. I mean, some of our girls that made honorable mention – were a lot better than some of those players that made second team, as far as I'm concerned. I think it was the all-KCAC preseason basketball teams that came out, and there were like 11 players. On. I'm just like, I don't understand. Are we just giving out wait the best to, player on each team? Wait till the KCAC football postseason honors come out. Every team has like 16 guys make something. You know, you get first team, second team. Every team has like 12 honorable mention. I'm sorry. I mean... It just seems like, you know, it's getting a little watered down. But anyway, congratulations to our girls that I, that we name Taylor Casebeer, Katie Berg. I got Katie them, Berg. Got them, got them the right way by that time. But congratulations on them. I'm sure we'll be getting soccer honors here pretty quick. Once the football season's over, we'll have football honors. And, of course, uh, uh, you know, tennis and, and 
cross country have their league stuff. So, uh, you know, league meet that kind of put, they don't have like all league per se. Right. And although cross country does have, you know, cross country has first and second team and that, but anyway, I, I just found it odd. Maybe it's just me and maybe I'm, it's overreacting Tuesday or whatever, but it just seems odd that 27 out of 36 starters in the league earn all league mention. It just it just seems odd to me. Okay. So everybody can get all mad at me and say that you're being harsh and cruel and you have sour. a black heart, sour. And I probably do. I mean, you know, a lot of people have called me the black heart. So I've never heard that one. I kind of like it though. Well, I'm a, I'm not a bitter man. You know, some people might think I'm a bitter man, but I'm not. Yeah, a no, man. no way. Yeah. Very positive man, yeah. Steve. I know that you're a positive man, Very but, but were you an awake man for the NFL Monday night game last I'm, night? I made it to Seattle was ahead when I went to bed. And the way Jimmy G was running that San Francisco offense, I knew they weren't going to come back. It ended up, what, 20, what was the final? Well, did you not see anything that happened? No. That it went to overtime? Oh, no. Well, Seattle ended up with a, def- or it was a defensive touchdown for San Francisco that led them back in the game. Okay. They exchanged some field goals. They were able to force the game into overtime. And then, well, this this doesn't help, Steve, that I needed some strategy help from you. Well, San was- Francisco scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and then Seattle also made a field goal. And Seattle, or San Francisco, made a field goal late to force it into overtime with one second left. Okay. 24-24. Seattle was up 20-10. to 10. I said, call it good. Yeah, so they get into overtime. And there's a lot of talk going on today about all of this because it was a very strange finish to that game and a strange finish to where everybody kind of doesn't know exactly what you're supposed to do. So, and I wanted to translate this into what you think NFL overtime should be, but I'll walk you through what happened. Seattle wins the toss, takes the ball. You following? Gotcha. They drive down the field. And, of course, if you score a touchdown, game is over. Right. You kick a field goal, then the other team gets a chance. Okay. Seattle gets down to about the 15. Russell Wilson throws an interception. So San Francisco gets the ball. They return it almost all the way out to midfield as my ESPN on my computer just started (laughs) screaming at me. I couldn't understand what was happening. So San Francisco brings the ball almost all the way out to midfield. They run a few more plays, settle for a field goal to try and win. They miss it. Seattle gets the ball back. They punt. San Francisco gets the ball back with like two minutes left. They throw three quick passes. They punt. Give the ball back to Seattle, and they kick a field goal with just seconds left on the clock to win. 27-24. So there's a lot of talk going on about San Francisco's final possession. They were backed up deep into their own territory with, I don't know, a minute and a half-ish left. If they just take three knees, run the ball three times, well, then Seattle doesn't win, and they tie. Right. Meaning that they're still up two games in the loss half column. Half win, half loss. Right. So the strategy people have been talking about today is, should they have just taken the ball and need it and or run it three times and, and put this game away with a tie? Or do you think they should have gone for it and tried to go and then turn it over like they did? How deep were they on that last drive? Were they? Let's see. San Francisco was at its own 20. Okay. To me, if I'm a coach... And there was 150 left at their first play. Seattle's defense is so good, I think you play for the... I just think you take the tie. Because if you're wanting to win the West... And that's the conversation you're not losing, here. You're not losing any ground. If San Francisco was playing somebody else, maybe, 
Well, then maybe you try and go for it. Yeah. But Jimmy G ended up throwing three incompletions. Seattle then took back over with just a few, uh, with 125 left to go. Yeah. They were at their own 36, couple plays. They got it down into field goal range, and they made a 42-yarder. Well, you know what I said about Jimmy G last night? You're not a big Jimmy G I'm fan. not a believer in Jimmy G. Did you see your friend Stephen A. Smith's comments about Jimmy G this morning? No. He says that it's all his fault, that he's just not good enough. He's the one that's holding back the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I, I'm not a big – when I watch him, it looks like he's got really nervous feet. He can't seem to get himself settled down in the pocket. But what do I know? He's doing the jitterbug. Yeah, yeah. He, he just – he's got happy feet. So my question for you here, Steve, is what do you want NFL overtime rules to be? What would you like it to be? I like the – if the team scores a touchdown, the game is over. I, I really believe it. I think – So you like the way it's set up I right do, now? I do, because, I mean – And this is after the Chiefs lost in overtime in the playoffs and yeah. didn't have a chance to get the ball. Yeah, I, I think I – think, you know, if, a, if if you can't stop them, it, all you're doing is adding extra time on the clock. So really, to be honest with you, of course, the team that gets the ball has such an advantage. The coin toss is so big. So right. So I don't what, what's your what's your best case scenario? How would you draw it up if you were going to go propose this to Roger Goodell and say, "Here's what you should do, NFL." Um, I like the college where you put it on the twenty-five. I love college overtime i like the 25 i love college overtime i like the i like the ball in the 25 we saw it this weekend if you were proposing this for the nfl though because a 42 yard field goal for those guys is a lot of times a gimme would you back it up would you maybe say let's put the ball in the 35 and then same college rules i'd have no problem with that i don't mind that idea the thing that i i just don't like all that much is that NFL overtime just feels weird. I, I don't know what it is. I just don't like NFL overtime. It's not as exciting. Yeah. And there are people that say, oh, well, once you get to college overtime, it's not real football. That's not real football. Putting it on the 25 and you're already in scoring position. Here's how I see it. You have 60 minutes to win a real football game. Right. Where the rules are what they should be. You have 60 minutes. If you don't get it done in that 60 minutes... We're going to change something to make it go quicker. Whether that means we're going to get this done in one overtime or you decide to go the old Arkansas way from the early 2000s and play six overtime and seven overtime games. Yeah. I just think that you have to do something kind of different. And the NFL overtime now is slightly different where the pressure is on. If you don't score, the other team can go down and just kick a field goal and win. Right. But I think that this would add an element of excitement. Because we were very close to the stupidest thing in sports to me for football, a tie. Yeah. We were this close. Yeah, you don't play you don't play all night to have a tie. I don't like it, even though I guess it does mean there's a difference in points. It's half a win, half a loss, yeah. whatever. In soccer, it's different because it is strictly on a point system. You get three points for a win, one point for a tie, zero for a loss. In NHL hockey... Is as long as you force overtime, you get a point. Right. But then you go to a shootout, a variation of hockey, in order to settle who wins and who gets the extra point. I just think that when you get to overtime, something different should happen. Yeah. I will. I'm not saying we should play basketball and then have a free throw contest or a PK shootout like they do. I'm not saying that's exactly 
it. Have the field goal kickers duel up to 60 yards. But something has to be different. Yeah. And I think starting at the 35 or 30 or wherever you want to start from, and then the great college element, too, that I just love. Okay, we get through two overtimes. We're sick of this. we got to make this end. You have to go for two. Yeah. I love that. I do, too. I, I, I just too. think that that adds a whole lot of excitement. I, To be honest, I'd like to see the extra point taken out of it in overtime, and you have to go for two. I wouldn't mind that either. I think that would shorten some of these overtime games. I wouldn't mind that rule at all. But, but I will say, ooh. Something's falling over there. Yeah, sound like the roof's caving in. I don't know what happened. I would like, I, I would like to point out, that game put a cap on what a great weekend of the NFL. We had yeah, a lot so of good many games. close games. It just showed the parity there is in the NFL. Uh, a lot of great finishes, a lot of walk-off kicks, a lot of missed kicks at the end. Um, I saw the Colts' Adam Vinatieri. Uh, he hasn't yeah. been cut yet, yeah. but he's about to be. And just looking was- through the games, the Raiders and the Chargers from Thursday night, great game. Bears and Lions was close. Browns and Bills, Chiefs, Titans, Jets, Giants, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Dolphins and Colts were close. Packers and Panthers came down to the final play. Steelers, Rams came down to the end. Vikings, Cowboys, good. Almost every single game was good. Except for the Saints yeah. losing at home to the pitiful Falcons. <laughs> I mean, that game did that's it's games like that that just make the NFL a curiosity sometimes. And then this week, Steve, we have a really good slate of college football games, and it's going to be a fun week. And that brings me to my next point, okay. which we're going to take a break. Okay. I want to get your breakdown of the college football playoff. Okay. And go through have some they of the done, teams. Have they done the top four yet? No. That's tonight, right? Comes out tonight. Okay. Oh, yeah, they got to do it for TV. That's true. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12:30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's according to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, the college football playoff. Yeah. They're going to release their second rankings tonight. Yeah. How would you like it to be displayed whenever you watch it tonight? Or are you not going to watch? Do you care? I probably won't watch, but LSU has to be one. Okay. They have four wins over, what, top ten teams, I think? They've been really good. Beat Alabama to Alabama. I've been telling you, Steve, this LSU team, I like them. Yeah, you do. Except for the problem for them is they're facing a red-hot Arkansas Razorback team here in two weeks. Night game in Death Valley. They don't stand a chance. It's going to be about yeah. It's Arkansas, gonna, Arkansas is going to knock them off it's that be number like one 65 spot. Sixty-five, nothing. So then, Ohio State. Okay. Clemson. Okay. That four spot, I don't know. Um, it you know it's really bad that Minnesota and Baylor are both undefeated and they're not really getting a sniff. Oregon seems to be the popular choice for four. That I've seen. Yeah. I, I Well, the popular choice that I've seen for four is Alabama. Well, that was going to They be were number other. four by the AP. They were number four by the coaches. That, that's my other thing. I, I think if Alabama hadn't looked so bad early in that game, they'd be four. But you know Alabama. It's They're going to sneak in, and then they're probably going to win it. 
Tua, you know, he's going to be healthy by then. Well, the, the thing that is a problem about this playoff rankings, and I'm still fine with four teams, but the thing that is a problem to me is it's hard to make a prediction. I know it's kind of all eyeball test, and it's hard to leave out a team like Alabama that you say, okay, if they play any of these teams, they win. Are they the favorite going into the game? And the answer most of the time is yes. Yeah, they are. Just like it was a couple years ago when it was Alabama and then I can't remember the other teams that were still in it. And we went, okay, if Alabama is in the pool, they're going to be the favorite. Yeah. Even though Clemson's number one or right. whoever's number How one. How many people picked Alabama, me, you last did. year to beat Clemson when they played for the championship? Almost everybody a lot did. Of people, and, and Clemson destroyed them. Beat them by like 30. My other reminder with this college football playoff, which I will continue to live by since they have done this. Let's just remember, it doesn't matter what they say this week. Right. It doesn't matter what no. they say the second to last week. Yeah. All that matters is what the final college football playoff and you look poll at how, says. Look at how many one-loss teams there are. In addition, you got Minnesota and Baylor that have not lost a game. If Baylor beats OU... I think that's this week, isn't it? Baylor OU? It is. It's game day. Then, if Baylor beats OU, Baylor has got to be in the talk because an undefeated team at a Power 5 conference, and I don't think has ever been left. You can't leave an undefeated team at a Power 5 conference out and put a one-loss team from one of the other four Power Conferences, like right. Alabama. There's no way a one-loss Alabama could be ahead of a no-loss Baylor team. It's just because that basically that skews the whole system – you know, I know Alabama would be Alabama beat Baylor 80, 94, 96 times out of 100 probably. Right. Maybe more. But you, you have to take the whole body of work in. If Baylor goes... But that's the thing that makes this playoff Well, you know it's going to have to Baylor. They're going to beat OU. They're going to beat who else? They got somebody... And then they lose to KU in the oh. final game at Lawrence before... 5,000 people. You and I are just making stuff up today. Yeah, throwing stuff against the wall. The thing about this college football playoff committee, though, Steve, and their whole premise of it is, we're going to get the right four teams in. We're going to get the right four teams in. And if Baylor is undefeated, and you have one loss Alabama, and everybody in the world knows that Alabama would beat Baylor, even though they're undefeated, isn't this system you built to put Alabama in? But you're penalizing Baylor, you know, to me. Right, but isn't that how this system is supposed yeah, to work? Yeah, you're supposed to have the best That's four. their advertising. Well, if, if, you, if you put the best four teams in, Alabama shouldn't even have to play a schedule and just put them in because they're going to be one of the four best. And that's the thing that I think makes this college football playoff ranking complicated. That even though the BCS, whatever you wanted to think about the BCS, there's no judgment. It's not on people. It's a system. They say, okay, here are your teams. Here's how much, how many points you won by the crazy BCS formula, and here's your two. Here's who it is. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if you did that with, like, the top eight teams and turn it into a college football playoff well, with the BCS rankings that's what every, setting it. Everybody wants an eight-team playoff. I but think you know what that's going to lead to? 16-team playoff. And then you know what that might lead 32. to? I, I just... Football is a strange one well, and for this. It, it's College kids really shouldn't be playing 16, 15 games to me. That's just too many games. I'll be interested to see how this playoff works this year because we haven't had a crazy 
year yet with the college football playoff rankings. A couple years ago, Alabama got in over Ohio State in the same position. It must have been the year they won the championship a couple years ago. And there was a little bit of talk about that. But for the most part, it's been pretty easy yeah. to tell you who the four teams yeah. are going to be. Well, how about this for if, if it doesn't work out? Alabama OU in one of the bowl games. It'd be a pretty good bowl game. Yeah, for, if they don't make the final four. I, I'd feel real sorry for those Boomer Sooner people. Not Grandpa Danny. I'd feel real sorry for them after have to play Ooh. Alabama. Oh, Alabama would probably sulk their way through it because they feel like they're being, what do they call it, dissed. Isn't that what the word is? D-I-S-S-E-D, dissed. It could be that. Is that what the slang word is? I don't know what kids say these days. I guess you could say that. Okay. Maybe disrespected. That's the, the root well, that's of that. that's what we would say, but I, I was trying to be hip. That's true. You are you are pretty hip. So you do have four undefeated teams, well, five, that are still hanging around in the mix. Right. But but we know Minnesota ain't going to be there at the end. They're not. Well, the problem is, you know who they're going to run into in a Big Ten championship Ohio game. State. It's the same thing that Wisconsin has had, the same problem. Yeah, can't beat if, Ohio State. If they even make it to that point, still undefeated. Yeah. Then you've got Baylor, who still has to go through the gauntlet. Right. And now a Big 12 championship game. Yeah. The Big 12 has done a really good job of eating itself oh. since this college football playoff began. They're really great at eating their own. Yeah, just screw everything up. I still get the feeling that when it's all said and done, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. And Alabama. I do too. And remember, I'll say it several times over the next month and a half, none of these matter. Until the very now, end, because they just change their minds all the time. Now, are LSU and Alabama on the same side in the SEC? Yes. So if Alabama doesn't play in the SEC championship game... Well, then they don't lose. That's right. So, and I... And here's what I don't want, times. Here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see LSU and Alabama have to play each other in the round of four. Why not? Because LSU's already proven they've beat Alabama. I don't think they should have to prove they can beat them again. I just don't Well, what if they had to play them in the championship game? Now, that would work. I could do that. But I just don't think in the semis they sh- that should happen. That's how it works, baby. Yeah. One one versus four. Yeah. As long as they sneak in. Well, I don't know. Wish the Jayhawks were there. That's showbiz, baby. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll keep it at that. Speaking of the Jayhawks, I have one more comment to make to you after our next break. Not Jayhawk football. Okay. And don't forget, 530 today at the museum. Your friend. Well, we were gonna we were gonna give it a shout out here in a second. Your friend Andrew Marinus Marinus, who was on the show, who was on our show, will be speaking at five thirty at the museum about the and globe at seven and at seven globe refiners. That's right. Right. We were gonna get to that in a minute, but okay. we'll just give them a whole next ten minutes. Okay. We'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, you're a big Jayhawk fan. Yeah. Jayhawk basketball. Jayhawk alum. Did you see the big signing that the Jayhawks landed today? Big no. commit? No. 
Bryce Thompson from wow. Tulsa, five-star yeah. recruit. Big-time player. Made his commitment today. My question for you is, and since this is the first five-star player to sign with Kansas since all, or to commit to Kansas since all of the problems have been announced and that the NCAA has announced that there could be some sanctions, I wanted to ask you this. Let's say you were the father of Bryce Thompson or some other phenomenal basketball player. Would you want them to go to KU right now? In Bill Self, we trust. Not in the sense of you want them to be there so you don't have to change your wardrobe and and have to wear (laughs) something different, but would you want your kid to commit to a school that might get in some trouble, even if it's a great school? Well, you have to look the way you got to look at it. They're going to play a regular season, so they're going to be really, really good during the regular season. So what if he doesn't play two games in the postseason or play for a national championship? You think it mattered to Zion that Duke didn't win the national championship? I think he, I think he cared. Well, I, I just think it's still Bill Self is awful confident. I will say, I'm, I'm stunned that he's radiating such confidence. Well, if your attorney told you to be confident too and act like it, I think you would. Well, I want to know who, who's going to be the fall guy in the end. Jarrence. Maybe it could be you. Jarrence. Would you Howard take the fall for him? Curtis Townsend. How much time would you spend in the in the pen if it guaranteed five KU national championships in back to back to back to back to back years? How much time would you spend in there? I would not spend any time in the pen. Not even a year? No. A week? No. You spend a week in Fed, in the Fed, and that means that KU's gonna win they five. They would in a row. have me for lunch. You could survive. I was it. in the big house. You could be in the white collar prison. You could sit there with all the businessmen. I got to be in the prison where they got the tennis courts and the and the yeah, golf. It'd be courts good and, for you. It'd be, you'd you'd get some exercise. Well, they'd take you out to the golf. I'm course. really I'm really surprised though that Bryce Thompson would pick KU because, like you say, it's just the stigma of going to a program that could be in trouble. So obviously, Bill did a great sell job on Bryce Thompson. That hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna. All indicators point toward them just getting slammed. Right. It just looks like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. They're going to get nailed to the wall. You made an interesting point there, Steve, in that, and we've talked about it before, too, that for some of these guys that you think are probably going to be one and dones, Mm -hmm. if not one and dones in a Zion level, a one and done and go be in the G League, go to China, go to Turkey, go to the Ukraine, go to wherever you want to be. I'm not surprised that they don't care about postseason bans. They don't care about those things. Go get yourself exposed and move on. That's what I'm saying. KU would be great exposure. There was a year, I want to say, in the 70s, unless my memory is really bad, and it's gotten bad lately, North Carolina State, I believe, was on probation. They were. And went undefeated. I don't remember that. David Thompson, I think it was when David Thompson was there. Tall Tommy Burleson, Mo Rivers. I knew that they had won a national championship in 74. Right. And then a couple years went by, and there was a probation, and then Jimmy V came but I, in. But I was thinking they had a year where they were undefeated and they couldn't go to the postseason. Don't know about that. But they still got great exposure. They're just like Missouri football. Yep. What a shame. Yeah. Yeah, what a shame. All right, Steve. One more announcement. 5.30 and 7 o'clock tonight. At the McPherson Museum, there you go. Andrew Marinus, who just finished up a book talking about the 1936 Olympic basketball champion gold medal team that featured 
the McPherson Globe six, Refiners. Six McPherson Globe Refiners. So he will be speaking at the museum tonight, talking about his book. I'm sure you can get a copy. I think he spoke at one of the schools, too, didn't well, he? Well, I think he's been bouncing around at all the schools today. Okay. He will be at the middle school later on today, I think at 210. Okay. It'll be a great assembly. Sure. Coach Kenimo will be impressed. We've already had him on the show as well. Yeah, we had him. Yeah. So if you want to dig back into the archives, you can find it That's right. at... Uh, SoundCloud, you better say it. SoundCloud.com at mid... I don't remember. Say it. SoundCloud.com slash... KBV Sports. You got it. Yeah. I had faith in you. Well, it's a struggle sometimes these days. Steve, you know what episode number this is today? I don't know. 497. Really? We're getting old. We are getting old. Well, you are at least. Well, yeah. We're getting there, though. 500 could be... I had somebody call me Old Man Winter the other day, and it wasn't Coach Nichols. Somebody else called you Old Man Winter? Yeah. Now, Now I'm Old Man Winter. That's not a bad one. Well, that's because my hair's turning into, looks like I got snow on top of it. Yeah, that's all right, though. You'll make it through. Tomorrow on the show, Steve, Jack Couplin of Sports in Kansas. Good. We're going to break down the playoffs and, and McPherson's chances to make it to a state championship game. We'll talk with him and, and dive into all that. Chad always does a great job. So that will be on the show tomorrow. So mark your calendars for that. I need a calendar. I have no calendar. Well, then we'll get you one, Steve. There's one six inches from you right there. (laughs) Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.